0: Praise the Lord. All right. Take your Bible, iPad, whatever you're using there. And lift it over your head. Let's make a quick declaration. Say, this is my Bible. I believe the Word's in it. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe that there's power in the Word of God. I'm about to receive. the Seed of the Word of God and the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed, but I will prosper from what I receive today and from this moment. I will never be the same. Say it loud. The word of God, the word of God is, the is the answer. The answer, the answer is in the word. The word. Amen. 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 Ushers, if you go ahead and pass the people out uh, those cards, all of you are gonna get a card. We're gonna, I'm gonna instruct you here in a moment of the use of that card. You may want to take the information that you're gonna write on the card and, and transfer it over to your journal. I would advise you to do that, admonish you to do that, and date it. Because God is going to confirm this word of faith in your life with the manifestation of what you're going to exercise your faith in. Amen. We're in a teaching entitled The Fundamentals of Faith. Uh, They can pass that out. Uh, Give me some time to do some... um, some review from last week I'm not going to do a lot of review I'm just and I'm not going to stop actually I'm just going to kind of read through it so we can all get on the same page Amen want to give a big shout out I went over there to see them but I want to give a big shout out to those of, uh, that are in overflow I thank God for you I thank you for your patience of, of still feeling like you're having church by being in another room inside of the building and I speak the double over your life in the name of Jesus uh, for your tenacity to even be in another room and still be a part of the service so God bless those of you that are in overflow come on give it up for our overflow yeah 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 all right so we're in a teaching this is part two of a teaching called the fundamentals of faith our foundational scripture or our, our, our scripture theme our theme scripture rather for this teaching comes from Romans chapter 1 there at verse 17 it says for in For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Come on, say that. The just shall live by faith. Come on, say it again. The just shall live by faith. One more time. The just shall live by faith. So faith is the lifestyle and the belief system of the believer. This series is simply on the fundamentals, the ABCs of faith. It's it's a faith refresher of the sort, if you will. And the objective of this teaching is to simply teach you, the believer, what faith is, the importance of faith, how faith works in our individual lives, how faith is applied corporately, And how to grow and develop faith for serving and for manifesting the promises of God in your life. Faith is the single most important message to the believer. Faith is the single most important message message to the believer. Everything, nothing happens in the kingdom of God apart from faith. And so when we're not in faith... We are functioning in life outside of God. We said on last week that you could have, you could be related to someone and have no relationship with them. And many believers are related to God because we're saved, but we have no relationship with God because we know nothing about faith. And nothing in the kingdom of God happens apart from from faith. I don't care how good you are. I don't, I don't care how 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 you know you obeying the word of God. No, uh, when I say obeying the word, you're not drinking, not smoking. Now you mean you're just trying to do all. If it is not faith, it does not count because nothing in the kingdom of God happens apart from faith then we went on to talk about the different types of faith there's the lifestyle of faith number one there is the gift of faith there is operational faith but the faith that we're dealing with in this series is what we call the God kind of faith give me Mark chapter 11 we're going to read at verse 22 this is this God kind of faith is activating it's you and I activating the divine nature of God to manifest the promises of God in life it is activating the divine nature of God to manifest the promises of God uh, in life this God kind of faith is kingdom believing come on say kingdom believing we're not talking about worldly believing that needs to see in order to believe we're talking about kingdom believing right now I said Mark chapter, uh, Mark chapter 11. Let's start reading there at verse 22. I want you to see something. Man, I am loving this series of teaching. You hear me, man? There's sometimes you need to fan the flame. That's when Paul was writing to that young preacher Timothy. He, the uh, King James says, stir up the gift that is in you. But I like what the Message Bible says. He said, we, I, "I'm writing to you, Timothy, to fan your flame." You know, I, I was in a uh, trailblazer, not a Boy Scout. Trailblazer was a Christian Boy Scout, and they taught us how to make a fire. And you start working with a little kindling, right? And that kindling don't take nothing but a spark to get that started. And then after that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta blow. You gotta fan the flame to get it to turn into a fire. So what he was telling Timothy, he said, man, I'm writing you this letter because there's some smoke there, but if I fan the flame, it's going to turn into a fire. And I think that God is fanning our flame of faith so we can get back on faith because you need faith. Hallelujah. You need, thank God for gifts, but you need faith. Amen. Now look, Mark 11 verse 22, and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Here's how it works. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. I'm at verse 23. But shall believe that those things that he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. We've been working with our system. We've been getting some freezing. And so they, they know what they're doing. I know you're trying, you're wanting, but we we say been, been, system been tripping, um, but if you can't take it down, if we can't go to it, that way they won't be looking up to like where is that? Verse twenty four says, "Therefore I say unto you, thank you. Uh, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe ye receive them, and ye shall have them." Now the number of people that came up to me yesterday, uh, after Sunday and on Thursday night, talking about pastor, you changed my life forever. I did not know. That I was not supposed to be asking God for stuff again and again and again and again and again. Now these were people who've been in church for years. Now let me go back to my other pastoral point. Faith is the single most important message to the believer. They've been in church all that time and all that time they've been asking God again and again and again. And the scripture says, whatsoever things you desire, when ye pray, believe ye receive them. So when do you receive it? The moment you pray. So the next time I have to talk to God about it, I'm not asking Him about it. I'm thanking Him for it. That's why faith is the single most important message to the believer. Amen. All right. All right. All right. So um, let's look now. Let's look now. Let's go. Let's, we talked about what faith is. Last part of this review. We said faith is a law. And laws are not biased. The stop sign is for everybody. The yield sign is for It's not a go sign, it's a yield sign, and the stop sign is not a pause sign, it's a stop sign. So it's really not biased, although we choose to ignore what it's for, but it's not biased, right? The stop sign doesn't turn green when I get to it because I'm a pastor and stay red because you get to it. Does that make sense? Faith is a law. The law of gravity works the same way. Heavier person may fall faster but the law doesn't hold one up. The law of gravity rather does not hold one person up and pull another person down. That law is not biased. It's going to pull everybody down because that's how that system works. Faith is a law. It's a kingdom system and it works the same way for everybody. So People in the kingdom that have and people in the kingdom don't have, it's not because God is favoring one over the other. The scripture says that God is no respecter of person. God is a respecter of principle, not person. Are you listening to me? We said faith is, is, it is. In other words, faith is always in the now. Um, we, we've done a, a great job to our community because every time we get together, the only thing we say to one another is keep hope alive. Right? And then we even sang songs about hope we shall overcome someday. That's hope. That's hope. So we keep pushing the overcoming into the future. Faith is now. Faith is. You got it? Faith. In other words, we should not be saying God is going to. God is going to is not faith. Amen. Whenever you hear going to as as Children, as as members and partners of Right Way. whenever you hear that statement, God is going to, only thing you should see is that it's coming out of the spirit to now manifest in the natural. But God is going to suggest that God still has something that he has to do, and God doesn't have anything that he has to do. Life is already complete in God. Okay, oh God, I... I be trying not to read you face, but looking at your face, I can tell your spirit. Uh, Ephesians, Ephesians, no, let's go to Isaiah this time. Go to Isaiah chapter um, 48. I think that's where I want to go. Let me get over there. Uh, Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10. Yeah, Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10. Let me show you how God works. God, God, God works from the end and then he backs up in the beginning. That way he'll never miss it because he already declared the end from the beginning. That is right there. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times and things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasures. And he can be guaranteed to do them all because he went to the end first to determine the period before he started with the front of the sentence. So God has already finished your life. Okay, the Bible is a progressive revelation. Let's go from Isaiah to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We're going to read in the Amplified Bible then I'm going to move on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, if you allow me, I'll build you into an amazing believer. And the potential is there. Sometimes we got to scrub the hard drive. Amen. All right, Ephesians chapter, what did I say, 2? Verse 10 in the Amplified Bible. Look what the Scripture says. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. I'm sorry. He he planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Prearranged and made ready for us to live. Prearranged. So God is not trying to figure your life out. He has already figured your life out. Are you listening to me? Which means faith is always in the now. Come on, say faith is in the now. The next thing we said when we were talking about what is faith, I don't think we got to it last week, is that faith is your servant. You don't serve faith. Faith serves you. That's over there in the book of Luke uh, chapter 17 verse 5 through 10 just go ahead. I'm gonna have to read some stuff and write it down because I can tell they they're trying to work through some stuff there Luke chapter 17 verse 5 through 10 just write it down you're gonna, you're gonna I'm giving you some scripture so you can study uh, the Bible talks about what man having a servant that that man comes in from the field and he lets the servant sit down he say no he will tell that servant to gird himself go in there and cook and feed me. And then after he finished that, the Bible said he'll put him on something else. Then it says, So is faith. So faith is your servant. Your faith should your faith shall always be active in acquiring something. Amen. All right. Uh, and then also uh faith is living life God's way. Faith is living life God's way. In other words, it's God's will over your will. Now You have to permit this. I'm not talking about God just taking his will and putting his will over your will whether you agree with it or not. That's not Bible. The sovereignty of God, listen to me carefully church, God is sovereign but sovereignty does not mean that God is doing whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. You got to get that out of your mind. You got to get that out. That God going to do it whenever he get ready. That's not Bible. If, 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 If that's true, I don't want to serve him because he left me in slavery, he left us in slavery too long. I figured that'd be a shocker to you. It's not Bible that God is going to do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. God does not usurp your will. He waits for you to submit your will to his will. If, okay, my character witness is Mary. If God had an impregnated Mary, that's good, Holy Spirit, let's read it. If God had an impregnated Mary without her permission, it would have been rape. Now, let's see what the Bible says. Uh, Luke chapter 1, let's start reading that verse 26. Now, we're not going to move fast through here because... Faith is the proper application of scripture. And if you got mistruth down on the inside of you, then you're not going to properly apply the word of God to your situation so that you can see results. Because you're going to go around thinking God going to do it whenever he get ready. Does God want everybody saved? Yeah, the Bible says it's his wish that none would perish. Well, if he's sovereign and he can do whatever he want to do, why he want to save, why he just won't save us? Why do you have to make the choice to receive Christ as your Savior and you make Him Lord of your life? If God, that's what you want, you sovereign. Why, you just won't save me. It's His wish that none would perish. So just save us, Lord. No, He's not going to usurp His will over your will. God wants partnership. Listen, oh God, the reason the Lord speaks to us and the reason that you need to get in prayer is because in prayer God is going to share with you what His will is for your life. And your yes and amen is you deciding to get in partnership with him so he can do it. Okay, Luke chapter uh, 1, verse 26. And on the sixth month, an angel the angel Gabriel went was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation uh, this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, listen at her response. How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. I hadn't, I hadn't even, I'm a virgin. I hadn't slept with Joseph because I'm betrothed to him, but I'm not married to him. So how is this gonna happen? Because I hadn't been involved in an action where a seed could be sown for that type of result. Well, he says, uh, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who, uh, who was called barren for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, she grants permission and gets in participation with the plan of God. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according. She submitted the will of her body over to the word of the Lord and then the Holy Ghost came upon her. Had the Holy Ghost come upon her before she said that, he would have raped her. He would have stepped over her will and usurped his authority whether she wanted to or not. And God don't work like that. And you gotta stop thinking that. Are you listening? I hope you are. Because we got some misteaching man we got to get out of us. It's living life God's way. It's God's will. My other characteristics would be John would be uh, 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 Thomas. Remember Thomas? That's over there. I think that's in John. John 21. Thomas. Thomas. Said he wasn't there when Jesus showed up the first time. They came in, Peter and them said, we saw the Christ. Thomas showed up and he was gone. He said, except I thrust my hand in his side and except I put my finger in the print of the nails, watch this Thomas said I will not believe. So Thomas, watch this, was building his will on the need to see in order to believe. Well we walk by faith not by sight. So faith don't need to see in order to believe. Faith has the ability to see what God said without needing to see what God said. Are you listening to me? So, but now notice where Thomas' will was. Thomas' will was that I got to see it first. And, and then Jesus shows up and says, okay, that's what you need to do. Go on and do it. You good? He say, now, that's not how it works. Go on and do it. But that ain't how it worked, Thomas. Blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe, Thomas. That's how it really works. Because, well, watch this, when Thomas did it, uh, go, 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 go to, the, the, to, to the next verse. This is so powerful because this is how many believers are. Uh, many signs, is that the next, uh-uh, that's the, uh, go, up. Uh, I'm sorry, go to uh, 20, uh, 28, go to 28. Watch this. Look what Thomas says. And Thomas, well, verse 27, Thomas, Jesus let him do it. You know, go and stick your hand in the side, you know what I'm saying? Just don't touch my liver or my ribs, just go to put your hand in. Just a joke. Reach the other, thy finger, Behold my hands. Twenty-seven. I want them to see he, Jesus. Let him do it, okay? And reach hither thy hand, thrust it into Messiah, because that's what you asked me to do. And be not faithless, but believe it. Now watch the next verse. And Thomas answered and said unto him, "My Lord and my God." So now I can believe it because I've seen it. God, you really God. That's how many of us are. Oh God, you need to prove yourself, not God, you God. Okay, okay, let's see what God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed, blessed are they who have not seen, and yet have believed. He said, so Thomas, you've subjected your will to a false criteria of how I work. I don't work on proving to you first. That's a false criteria of belief. That's a world's way of believing. Remember, faith is kingdom believing. Uh, uh, that was uh, uh, David said in the book of uh, Psalms 20, 27 13. He said, I had fainted. 27, yeah, 27 13. David said, I had fainted unless I believed to see, thank y'all, the goodness of the Lord. No, notice, notice, he believed to see. He didn't see and then believe. He said, I almost fainted, but I had to, get, I, I had to shake myself because I recognized I wasn't in faith because I was needing to see something to believe. Almost, and needing to see something to believe going to cause you to faint he said I almost fainted till I recognized I needed to believe to see and not see to believe are you listening to me? just stick with me we're gonna, it's going to get better because you got to be examining yourself now uh, let's, um, let's, let's go to um, let's talk about defining our faith we're talking about the arena of faith I was going to talk about Jesus because Jesus uh, had to submit his will to God's will too. Now, that's a, you know, uh, God, 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 Jesus was all deity and all man at the same time. But right there on the cross, Jesus had to submit his will. Remember, he said, Lord, if you're real, remove this cup from me. Then he said, uh uh-uh, the nevertheless, watch this, not my will, but thine will be done. So now, why I wanna share that? Because sometimes when you're in faith, you get shaken sometimes, but that's okay. Jesus got shaken, but He shook Himself and said, "Okay, nevertheless, not my will, but Thine will, be done." Now watch this. Let's talk about defining faith. Defining faith. Go to Matthew chapter eight. Well, go to well, um, go to Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. Real quick, Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is, there it is, the substance of things hoped for, the now, now faith, faith is first of all substance, you see that, it's substance, it is substance but it is substance that is hoped for and the substance of this, it's evident but it's but it's not seen, now Here's a beautiful illustration of that because we operate in this form of faith all the time. It only gets difficult when it comes to believing God. More, I, I believe more women will understand this example than men and that's not biased. When I share the example you may understand why. The forecaster says um, uh, uh, right here on our radar... There's a phono cloud developing over there, and it looks like it has a chance of rain, and it's slowly moving this way. The Doppler system is showing us, and it's moving this way. Easterly wind is going to push it down, and we're probably going to get rainstorms around about 2, 3 p.m. in the morning, so you might want to prepare yourself for it around about that time. You will change your whole outfit (laughs) on something that you have not seen. You only have information. He provided to you no concrete evidence. But you aligned your life with what you heard. The evidence of it was not seen. But you prepared for it. You was going to wear all white that day. But when you heard it was going to rain. Watch this. You took your will and submitted your will to the chance of rain to only find out that you could have wore your outfit <laughs> because he said there was a chance let me ask you a question church let me, ask you, let me ask you a question is 80% greater than 20% yes 80% is greater than 20% all day long <laughs> 80% is greater than 20% So I got a question then. Why is it that when the weatherman says there's a 20% chance of rain, you prepare for the less? There is a greater chance that it won't. There's a a 80% chance that it's not gonna rain. But a 20% chance will make you change everything about your day. I'm not gonna wear that wig right there because that one falls. We won't be dressing up today. We putting boots on. (laughs) Watch this. Over the less percentage, you will realign your will for less. Women do it every day. Men and women do it every day. You see that there's an 80% chance that they will not be a good mate for you. You see a 20% potential. And you give all of you on 20%. And then get mad that you hurt and broken. And say you don't trust. It's not that you don't trust people. You shouldn't trust your choosing. Because you got a problem with making the less the greater. Truth is you ain't hurt. Because if he wasn't your husband and she wasn't your wife. Y'all should have been living together and having sex anyway. So you hurt you. Because you tried to make a boyfriend a man. A husband. And you try to make a girlfriend or wife and the Bible don't promise you protection to a live Boo. So you hurt yourself. Get off all them podcasts, ladies, where y'all sharing y'all man hurt with each other. Because if you wasn't married, it ain't real hurt. It ain't, it ain't real hurt if you wasn't married. You broke your heart. Just going to tell the truth. Stop lying to each other and partnering with each other. You broke your heart, man. Because you can't make a girlfriend a wife. I, I ain't ready to get married yet. Why? She can't have, he or she can't have, no other man or woman on their phone. You couldn't come home and nobody else be in there. But you acting, you playing house. What's the difference? Oh, the difference is you don't want a commitment. I, I'm on faith. How I get way over there, Pope Bill. I'm supposed to be on faith. 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 True. I wish they let me on some of these podcasts. because some of these, y'all ain't hurt. Y'all ain't hurt. Stop lying. You ain't hurt. You are not hurt. You're not. you not. Let me stay right there for a minute. You are not hurt. You, I'm broke. I have a hard time trusting me. No, you don't. He should have never got all that. He should have never got all that. You've given him every part of you with no commitment. Every part. I mean, you've done everything. You got toys and everything with no commitment. You cooking everything with no commitment. And you mad that he walked off. There was nothing to tie him to you. You ain't you not hurt. Stop lying. You not hurt. It's not legitimate hurt. I mean, you said you was finding yourself. <laughs> I guess you found yourself. <laughs> see, see, some of you don't need deliverance. You need personal accountability. You need to be able to stand up, and you need a girlfriend that will be will- and, a- and a homeboy that will be-, be willing to tell you, "That's your fault, chick." That's your fault. dude. not. I understand you because I too. Well then both of y'all. Blind leading the blind. Now I know some of y'all don't like me because I said that. Trust me. I don't care. (laughs) Stay hurt. Keep lying to yourself if that make you feel good. The moment you find the value of yourself. Because you don't walk, listen, you 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 are there are some stores you walk in and you can't try to clothes on. You can pick them up and look at them, but you ain't putting it on. Because what they don't want is for the garment to get stretched to your body. And you not the buyer of the garment. I better get off that right there. <laughs> I better get off that I better get off that. I better get off that. I better get off because the truth told the next man might not fit, but it ain't his fault. He might not. It's all right for you to blame him. But maybe it's your fault. That's why they give you a pack of rubber bands because They're not made to be used because some of them do get stretched out where they can't be used again. And what you typically do is throw that rubber band away and pick up a fresh one. And you wonder why he keep leaving you because your rubber band has been stretched and you can't use it no more. Is that too much for some of y'all? That might be too too much information from me. Might be too much for you. Might be too much for you. But I share it with you because I love you. Share it with you because I love you. You got to stand up and say, you know what, that's my fault. I shouldn't have put myself, you know what, bam, I love you. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's when deliverance, can you, you, you stood can you see that right there? You know what she did? When I said that, she said, I ain't waiting on this no more. I've been wondering where my, answer. see, we've got all this deliverance stuff going on. Some people, all they need to do is stand and take personal accountability. You know what? I put my body, I put myself in that condition. I decided that I was going to put myself in that, and you know what I need to do? My fault, and now I can forgive myself and move on. I appreciate you. And then I make the mid-course adjustment. I don't say the next one I move in, I make sure I get the house in my name. <laughs> You're repeating the same cycle. I had to go there because it's Christians doing it. Our protection is in the Word of God. I love y'all. Love you. I love you. Just trying to keep you safe, keep your body from, your heart from becoming toxified. I'm so tired of all these podcasts of, of men and women talking about how they hurt and they gave all themselves and they're doing all this crying and you just give a man it. And then you look at their finger. None of them even have a shade of having been married. Don't even look like a ring was there. And then the thread is full of women talking about I understand I've been through the same thing. And, and no woman on there is holding any of them accountable saying, well, chick, you shouldn't have been living with your boyfriend like that anyway. Like you didn't give it. You don't even know it's mama. A real man is going to introduce you to his mama. Yeah. Well, let me go and close the book because God go where he want to go. A real man will introduce If he really, really want you, he's going to introduce you to his mama. I introduced Michonna to my mama. It's yeah, some women... They don't know nothing about my mama. Because my mama told me, don't, bring, don't be bringing them hussies in my house. So I listened to what she said. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't frailing women in front of my mama. The one I, the one I decided I was going to settle down, I chose to settle down with, I brought and showed her to my mama. So if he, if he ain't bringing you around his mama, and she ain't deceased, He ain't brought you to it yet. (laughs) Chances are, you are not the one. Either you are not the one, or you a side piece, and you never introduce the side piece to the family. The side piece often gets mad and introduces themselves. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They will bust a party up in a minute. I thank God got me going here, God, because we got too many people feeding false relationships to us. They're not telling us the truth. They lying to us and they pandering to your hurt. And they won't tell you the truth so you can get healed. We got to take personal accountability for our actions. We got to stop saying God taking me through this because God trying to grow me and God trying to teach me. That ain't by right. God teaches us with his word. God don't have to use evil. He don't have to use bad stuff. God is not. Yes, Lord, God is not in heaven ordering and allowing stuff to happen. For God ain't in heaven telling I'm going to let you go through that. I'm going to let you go through that. I'm going to let you go through that. I'm gonna, nah, I ain't going to let you go through that. You can't, put, you can't be in his life. You can't do that to him. You, but you can do that to him. So if God is in heaven ordering stuff like that, how does he give order and allow all this rape inside of me to happen? Why well, he ain't pulling all that out of the assembly line? Or are we making up our mind to choose what he will and won't allow? He don't work with us like that, precious people. We walk by faith. He give us his word. Anything that's challenging the word is the enemy. or our minds, that is egregious to what the word of God is saying. Give me Mark chapter 4. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Those of you that just joined, right way, you unchurched. You, let me tell you something. When I tell you you in a good space, I, I'm, I, right way, we, 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 I don't have everything. We don't, but the reason why you in a good space, I love people that's unchurched. I love them. I love them. You know why? Because unlike me and some of the other people here, you don't have stuff you got to get out of you first. You get what I'm saying? I mean, you just you just a blank sheet of paper. Even when you erase a sheet of paper. You can still see some, see you ain't got nothing like I mean you can just get the unadulterated word of God and you don't even have to compromise. That's the beautiful thing about it. I believe God sometimes leads people on the back side of the mountain. Imagine if David had to grow up in his daddy house. When, when they found David to make him king in 1 Samuel chapter 13, he was on the back side of the mountain keeping sheep. He would have been damaged goods just like his brother if he had been raised on the inside of the house. You know why? Because all his daddy knew was how to make them look like a king. He did not have the ability to give them a heart of the king. But David is on the backside of the mountain getting the heart of a king. God had rejected all his brothers that grew up in the house. All of them. He say, are these all the sons you got? He said, man, you don't see these big, tall, handsome, big-chested boys? I'm going to talk them how to walk like a king, talk like a king, look like a king. And he said, that's the problem. Because man look at the outer appearance, but God look at the heart. He say, oh, I got one that's on the backside. He say, that's the one. So sometimes God lead people out the church so they won't get exposed to us. Because we ain't been all the way cleaned up yet. God said, "I can't afford to expose them to you, because if I expose them to you, you're gonna put the same toxicity— tox, you know that word—you're gonna put the same thing. <laughs> toxicity, yeah. Thank you, Help Dr. V. I. You're gonna put the same thing on the inside of them, so I can't let David grow up inside the house. So I applaud you. That's why I'm not. I, listen, I don't have it all, but I'm telling you, even when—even here, I'm t- I teach you to guard your ears here." Learn how to eat the meat and spit out the fat. That's why I give you so many scriptures and we have to, I never finish and we have to spend time reading because I want to make sure we get it in context and we get it correctly because I'm telling you, it's some stuff out here, Lord Jesus. Some stuff out here just don't make no sense. That we shouldn't be taking, but we went with it because we love the look of church, we love the hype of church, we love the glamour church. And God is sitting here like, man, that's, I ain't even involved in some of that stuff. They put my name on it, but that don't mean I approve it. Faith is the single most important message to you. Now, let me give you these two things. I got to put you where the 830 service Give me one sec, Faith. I want to put them where the 830 service at. On that card, take that card out. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. Need my phone. Here's what you got to do. Take that card out because God going to manifest faith. Y'all ready for this? I, there are three things. There are three. We're going we're to get in faith with three things. Number one, I need you to write on the cord, on that card something that you need to get in faith for spiritually. Now it could, where is it could be growth in God. It could be more Bible time. What do you want to get in faith for? That may be a, a, a bad habit. You may have lustful eyes. You find yourself gazing at people or the male or female too much. God, I, I want to, I need to get in agreement, God, to grow past this gazing. Right? And I'm, I mean, ain't nothing with Seeing, seeing a handsome or a beautiful, or fine, fine male, fine female, ain't nothing wrong with that. You ain't. Gonna, I mean, you human, you ain't gonna never stop seeing that. But gazing means I, I look beyond that and I start getting into bed with them in my mind. That's that's when it becomes sin. But just to see somebody and she or he handsome or cute, the attractiveness God gave us that—that's not from the enemy. Lord Jesus. People get say, I don't, I don't never look at nobody. You a lie. You need deliverance from lying. You a lie. You a lie. God, don't take that away from you. I'd be a fool to think the past them. She'd be looking at all. Oh, what's that actor name? Mars Chestnut. Ain't that who you like? Huh? 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 What's she say? Huh? Huh? I don't look at people. <laughs> she says, "An so hour later." I don't care nothing about that. <laughs> okay, you can stay in the word. What y'all doing? Okay, the second thing you're gonna write down is something you desire. Something you desire. Now listen, I, I got to be real because we're going to we get in faith, not foolishness. You're already not in faith now for a three-bedroom home. Why are you going to put a mansion on, your, on that car? That's not faith. That's foolishness. The Bible says we grow from faith to faith. Don't be throwing all the way out there with no Lamborghini. You need a car. I want a Bentley truck. You need a car right now. We don't need to be thinking Bentley right now. That's not where we at right now. We grow from faith to, we grow from faith to faith. So you need to put, because the Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he going to give you the desires of your heart. Listen, look at me, church. God, don't, don't listen, listen, listen. You at Right Way Christian Center, don't listen to them folk out there talking about, folks, it's all about this. No, God don't have a problem with your desires. He has absolutely no problem with your desires, desires. We're supposed to eat the best, live in the best, drive the best, and go first class at whatever level we're on. And I'm not talking about getting in debt to do it. We're going to get in faith and we're going to work the word and we're going to see these things manifest. The third thing I need you to write down is something you need. Something you need. And when I say need, God, the Bible says God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And so let me give you an example. If you got a loan, I want you to get in faith to pay the loan off. I want you to get in faith. To, now, if you're at the place where you are low on finances and you having problems, I need you to get in faith to be consistent with paying the loan. I'm in faith to consistently meet this need every first and 15th or however many times you have to pay on that monthly. That's what I want you to get in faith for. I'm in faith to bring my credit score up. I'm going to get in faith for that. Now, we know there's some other action steps. We're going to talk about activating faith on next week. Now, here's what you got to ask yourself. Here's what you got to do with that. You got to find, listen, here's your homework. You got to go and find two scriptures for each one of those because I got to be able to find it in the word, right? Right? Faith is in the word of God. So I got to be able to find what I'm believing for in the word. So I'll share mine with you. I'm in faith. I'm in faith for an airplane. I want, I've always, ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted my. On my aunt right there, she'll tell you, I always want them on. So I got pictures. I got a real plane. One of the, uh, Brother Derek bought me a real figure that I have in my office, the exact plane that I want. I got pictures. Right now, if I open my phone up, look, that go me and Pastor M right there standing in front of one. We've been to the hangar. We've sat inside it. I've flown out to the private airport. I go to the private airport in Mobile sometime and just sit right there outside the gate and imagine myself pulling in and getting out, driving in my own getting in my own you get what I'm saying I can't wait to see that girl walk and she walk and get in her own little thing Go on girl strut, strut your stuff up there you get what I'm saying well I'm in, I'm in faithful and I can release my faithful because it's, in, it's it's within range does that make sense for what I want it's, in, it's, it's within range the one I want ain't even in the millions of dollars it, actually it's up under five hundred thousand dollars so that's in my range you get what I'm saying does that make sense and so, don't knock me because that's what I want. That's, you want what you want. We all want different what we want. You get what I'm saying? God said it's my desire. My desire don't have to be your desire. But now, my scriptures in the book of Ecclesiastes, the Bible says that God will send his word. Watch this now. He will send his word on wings. Well, what does a plane have? Hi, Come on. Now, there it is right now. And the word is me. So, he's going to send me on my own wings to carry the word. That's what I want to do. Does that make sense? So you got to find two scriptures. Two. Because out of the mouth 2 Corinthians 13 and 1 says out of the mouth of two or more witnesses let every word be established. So you need to find two scriptures and let me put that in the context so you'll know how to pray it. You're going to say first prayer Father God I thank you Lord whatever your, your, your interest and in however you get into the presence of God and then you pull your card out or your, when you're going to transfer it to your journal whatever. Father I thank you that I set myself in faith according to your word for Bam, whatever it is spiritually. And, Father, I thank you for it because your word declares, bam, and then you're going to take that scripture and then you're going to personalize that scripture, right? Your word declares, Father, that uh, upon me delight myself in you. You give me the desires of my heart. And so I thank you, dear Lord, that I cut covenant with you. I'm going to use eyes. I cut covenant with you with my eyes and with my hands, God, that I will not touch my body in any sexual way that does not bring pleasure to you or my spouse if I'm married. and I I will not use my eyes, Father, to gaze upon someone, God, to the point of lust. And Holy Spirit, I ask you for your help right now in the name of Jesus. I receive the wisdom and the knowledge and the strength, the spiritual strength that is needed, God, in this area. And I give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Now, now, we're not, we not walking, you know, just, oh, 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 my eyes. Oh, God, my no, 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 no. I, 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 I you know, in my past life, I used to have a gazing problem. And so let me tell you how I worked through my gazing problem. It, and it worked. It worked so quick, it blew my mind. First of all, I submitted my will to God, invited him in partnership to help me out. And now when I saw a beautiful woman, I say, oh, God, you did a good job right there. <laughs> now y'all laughing. And then when I got past it and I didn't look back again, I say, boy, that's good. Boy, you did a good job, boy. And, and when I want to look at no, God, you did a good job, God. And I thank you that you did a good job. And I keep on walking. Then the next time I say, Oh God, you did an amazing job right there, God. And I keep on walking. And once I get past, I'm not looking back. I pat myself. I say, Boy, you doing good. Boy, you mastering this thing. Now, hey, did, I, did I miss it a couple of times? Oh, yeah, I missed it a couple of times. I missed it a couple of times. This for Pastor M. So y'all got to be looking over me, cutting your eyes over that or hurt. <laughs> this for her. Because I, I, I didn't want to go into my marriage with all that stuff in me. So I was working stuff out of me before I, before I met Pastor M. You get what I'm saying? A couple of times I may have I may looked back, but even when I look back, I say, yeah, God, you really did a good job with that. And I turn around and I keep on walking off. And before long, over time and exercising, because there's something I had to do too. You get what I'm saying? And you know what? Over time, I was able to walk, see a female and just, okay, hey, hey, how you doing? Just keep on moving. And I'm, and, and, and it works over, why? Because we grow from faith. But notice, I had to invite the partnership of God in. I want to say something else. Uh, uh, when men... God, I'm just telling all my business. When me and Pastor M first got together, I, 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 you know, I, in, my, in, my, in my older life, I was kind of used to women. You get what I'm saying? And so I, want, I needed to be able to receive Pastor M for the one woman she was and not all the many women I had had. That's why God don't want us sleeping with everybody because you have have 15 to 2,500 nerve endings per every square inch of skin. And the purpose of the nerve ending is to record and play back. And so every time you sleep with somebody, they record a sensation on your nerve endings. Well, if you got 16 people, 30 people, 100 people, you know, whatever your body count is on your nerve endings and then you get with this one person and they don't wake the nerve ending back up. You think it's a problem with the person, but it's not a problem with the person. Your nerve ending just has the wrong recording. That's why it's easy to go back and sleep with somebody before because your nerve ending recorded that action that y'all did. So, so I, I knew I had recordings on me that she couldn't hit play and the same song play again. So I asked the Lord, I put this before the Lord. I say, Lord, I need you to help me. There's a call of God on my life. I'm a pastor. I know where I'm going. I'm not going to have this issue. And so the Lord said, divorce them. Divorce them. He said, yeah. Took me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. Every time you have sex with somebody, you marry them. I ain't never been married. Yes, I have. You know how many slept with you? You married every one of them. Remember to say the two shall become one flesh? That one flesh right there was sex. In Genesis oh yeah thank you right now what where four hands for no 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 uh, 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 go 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 <laughs> Boy, y'all looked at me like that was a whole lot of married folks in here ain't it let me show you I want to show it to you I'm, I'm telling you now I'm telling you now I'm telling you 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 is it chapter 5 uh-huh go up to verse 9 can I have two more minutes Okay, let me show you something now. I'm, I'm going to help some of y'all out. Y'all about to get delivered right now today. Wherefore, we labor that whether present and absent, we accept it. There's that five? Okay, keep reading. I think I'm, we're going to run into it. Can we go to the next verse? No, g- verse 11. Start at verse 11. Start at verse 11. Oh, God. Know ye therefore, the terror of the Lord I command. Where are we at? Somebody help me find that. Second Cor- Is it 2 Corinthians? it got to be 2 Corinthians. Let me make sure it ain't first. What's that say? Give me one sec. Let me make sure it ain't five. Nope, nope. It's Second Corinthians five. It's 2 Corinthians. Shall I therefore take my body and make it one with an harlot? God forbid. Know ye not that your body? Oh, occasion whether for that for, for men were Huh? Okay. Y'all found it? Six. Six. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Six. Six and 18. Six and 16. It's on the screen. Uh Uh-huh, okay. Go go up to verse 14. Let's read down into it. It's in, oh, 1 Corinthians 6. Okay, now I was in the wrong book. Can we go up there? Okay. And God have both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Let me see That don't look right. Know ye not that your bodies, uh uh-huh, are the members of Christ. You ready? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an... We know what harlots do, right? God forbid. Watch the next verse. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is what? Watch this. For the two saith he shall be... Stop. When did God... The two saith, is speaking back to some, when did God say the two shall be one flesh? In Genesis, right? Adam met his wife and the two became one flesh. So it was an, it's an altar moment, but what really consummates the marriage is that we go and have intercourse. And her hymic is supposed to break for the first time and she spills blood on the penis and that's the covenant. Are you listening to me? Okay, so... <laughs> so, let me, I'm going to say, this ain't gross, I just want you to catch it. So, oftentimes what we spill blood on first, we covenant with. So, if every female and male is spilling blood and just having fun with sex, you only covenant with having fun with sex. You don't covenant with sex in the marriage. So, sex in the marriage seems boring because that's not what you may covenant with. Here's what I had to do. I I asked God what I need to do. He said, you need to divorce them. And every male and female I've shared this with, it works. Soul ties, divorce them. All you got to do is divorce them. Steve Harvey lied. He said, Dan, a man that can't remember one woman he ever, every woman he slept with, he'll lie. He He ain't close enough with God to even talk about that. Stay on your family feud. Don't come over here. Stay on your family feud because I see them, some of them all the time. They've been here to the church. Want to know You're not ashamed? I say, uh, I don't mean no harm, but I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't even remember what you look like. I don't remember because I divorced you. I have no sensation when I see you. I have no attraction when I see you because I divorced you. I got down on my knees. I repented for the acts. And I called your name out and I entered a divorce decree with you. And when I entered the divorce decree, it severed me from you. So I don't remember you. Does that make sense? So you got to do, if you still feel like you got feelings for somebody else, you need to do, especially if you lied, you laid with them, you got to divorce you got to shit that thing. You got to call their name out and say, I, I render a divorce decree to you. And you got to sever that from them. Ooh. Okay, play fade. Get me out of here. So here's, here, you, I said two scriptures. Then what was the last thing I said? You got to get two scriptures for each one of them think that's it what else did I say y'all I gave them something else but I don't see it on my phone what did I give you no I said there's something that you've got to do huh no not revelation oh that's what I was gonna give them okay two things you got to do to develop your faith number one you got to get a revelation Got to get a revelation oh yes Lord Jesus got the baby dedication we got to go got to get a revelation that's an understanding of the word of God the level of your comprehension the last thing you got to get and we'll talk about it next week I just want to get you where 830 service was you need saturation you got to saturate yourself in the word now here's my example and I've done let's get ready for the baby dedication can everybody see my example can everybody see my example yes let me know if you can't see it can everyone see my example okay I got two cups These two cups represent bodies. Got it. Water, good pure water, right? With the water, I will saturate the cup. Y'all saw me pour the water in there, right? You can't see that water, King. But you trust that the cup was clean, water, you saw me crack the top, so you know the water is good in the cup. Although you can't see the water in the cup, you know the water is good. So you trust the water. You Drink some, you trust the water? Okay, will you drink some if you trust the water? So she trusts the water. That's water? Trust the water. Great, great, great. Good water, good water. Same water, wouldn't you agree? We're talking about saturation aren't the cup saturated right right good water in this cup good water in that cup same water right still same water right It, it, it did come out of this cup right still same water can't see the water still same water Got a little something else in it. Still, same water. (laughs) You say, "Don't you dare!" (laughs) She said, "Don't you dare!" I mean, what's the problem? What's the what's the problem? It's a mixture in it, but but you saw the clear water I poured in it. But I mix something with it. Okay, can we wait till what I mixed in it settles down to the bottom and just the clear water at the top and you drink it then? It's still in there. And this is what our lives look like. So you come here on Sunday. Good. But then you leave out of here and the first thing you do is turn on 93BLX. On your playlist you Netflix all day long. Clearwater, God, he here now, but then you stop. But no disrespect, I don't have nothing against it. I'm just saying a name because you you behave all day long. Cardi B. I don't, I had to call out rap groups from my day because I don't know Bone Thugs and Harmony, Wu-Tang Clan. I had to call out old stuff because I'm older than y'all, right? Right? DMX, you get what I'm saying? Big Papa. More Netflix. Your favorite YouTuber who don't know number talk mess and got all the receipts on everybody in life. The gossip, what's going on in the rapper's lives and what everybody else is doing. And from this, you want to produce a good quality of life. Look what you saturating yourself with. Good. Anybody want a sip? I mean, it's just your life. It's just your. It's just what your life look like. Why you got a hard time taking it? It's just what your life looked like. Because you're producing your Netflixes. I want to be so great. I want to be so great. I mentor people in business. Half of them don't even have two books and what they believe believing for. But you want to be great, and you don't have one book. You don't have one mentor who's already successful in the field. And you think you're going to be this multi-millionaire. You don't, you don't. Why not drink this? It ain't no different. I remember on the movie when, when the principal took the gun and took the little boy to the top of the building and said, go ahead on and jump. Because the actions that you're doing, you're jumping off the building anyway. Why don't you just go and cut it short and jump now? Why, why, why I can't find one person that will stand and drink? Because you're doing this to your life every day. Your life, the most valuable thing that you got, you mixing everything with it every day. All the rap music, drinking and shooting and killing. All the TikTok videos, you you mixing it everywhere. But God, I want this amazing God quality of life. I want to see God manifest in my life. I want to see God manifest in my marriage, but all you do is watch naked stuff all day long. What's wrong with this? You're doing it anyway. Shouldn't this taste good? Because it's just an image of your life. See, you manifest in faith every day because whatever you saturate yourself with. Everybody in this room has a throne in their home, right? I know what the throne is, right? Everybody got a throne room. Bathroom. And inside of that bathroom, on that throne, it receives what comes out of your body. Some of us get stuck on our throne. Right? And we know we shouldn't have put that in our body because we stuck. Some of us had to stay in there because the throne is running. <laughs> and we too know we shouldn't have put that in our body. Sometimes we go on that throne having eating right, man. It just be just as smooth as it wanna be, man. We be like, that's a good throne right there, right? In other words, the body only gives back to you. Your faith is only gonna give to you. It's only going to get with you so you can, I don't know why I'm so confused and I can't get my mind together. I can tell you got all these different books you read. And, you, and the Bible in the book of Ecclesiastes 12 and 12 says the reading of many books is a weariness of the soul. So I can tell you why you're so confused and weary. Because you don't know if you want to be a hotep or a Christian. You don't know if you want to be a 5% or a Hebrew Israelite or if you want to go with God. You don't know. So you're just reading everything. You can't be too smart. Well, you're confused. It ain't working for you. You're just as worried and weird as you want to be. You ain't settled down with nothing. just wondering why nobody won't say pastor I'll take the cup because you drinking the cup of your life every day and it's confused so you should be used to confusion you should be used to something that don't taste good so you gotta take time and saturate yourself in the word You don't have time to be looking at some of the stuff you're looking at. You don't have time to be entertaining the stuff. I don't have time to get in the Word. You got a 45-minute drive, and maybe instead of listening to a strawberry letter, you'll crack open a YouTube and listen to a teaching instead of listening to mess that's going on in other people's lives and don't understand that you're seeding mess in your life. You got a 45-minute ride to talk to God. What you mean you don't have time? You've developed your body to be anti-God. Your eyes don't like looking at the word. Your ears don't like hearing the word. But I tell you what, you turn on some Nicki Minaj. You turn on some, I don't even know them folks. You turn on some of that and your body automatically, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't know if you want to worship or twerk. So your life just look like this. Because we're not saturating ourselves in the word of God. It goes back to the beginning of my message because we think God going to just do it when they get ready. And when he's tired of it, he'll do whatever he needed to do, get your attention and change you. No, no, you'll live like that forever. Mark chapter 4 says, Satan comes immediately to steal the word. I need the uh, things for the for the uh, children so we can... He said, Satan come immediately to steal the word. So what is Satan after? He's after the word. That's all he's after. Thank you all so much.